the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hey, everybody. We're here for the old double deuce. 22. <laughs> and something for the blooper reels already. We're two seconds in. <laughs> Come on, how can I not reference Archer when we're on the double deuce? I hear you, man. I hear you. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Will is drinking this week. What you got, dude? Which is why we're already getting bloopers. I am drinking the Wolf Creek Brewery out of Valencia, California, and I'm drinking their 4.8% Howlin' mm. Hefeweizen. <laughs> I like that you added the howl in there, and I like the alliteration. I thought that was nice. Uh, this week, I am diving into a fairly local brew. Uh, Los, Lost Coast Brewing Company is doing a sporadic release, and it's their red IPA. And the funniest part about this is it says testing beer on humans since 1989. <laughs> For a theoretically short show, I'm going to have to do a lot of freaking editing. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first post-school episode. Your first post-school episode. Got it. Yes. I'm excited. For I'm it, a man. college graduate. Really? Congrats. Hire Congrats. me. Somebody. <laughs> Someone hire him. Someone freaking hire him. All right. So, real quick before we get going, at the top of the show, I wanted to mention, uh, we, of course, and we'll mention this again in a couple minutes, but I just wanted to make sure we get this out there. So, to our listeners, we are going to the San Diego Cantina in a few weeks. Make sure you send all questions you want us to corner a dev and ask to the usual podcast at gmail.com, and we will ask them, or tweet them, or whatever. I don't care at this point. Put on our Facebook page. Whatever. I don't care. Just give us give us some questions. It'll be fun. So, and then, um, I also want to kind of put out there, thanks for, uh, sticking with us last week. We had a very fun show with the crazy guys from, uh, it's a trap podcast, but I actually trimmed that episode down quite a bit and it was still almost three hours. So if you, if you, if you listened to it, it was fun, but it was long. Yeah. I'm sure half of our audience are still listening. <laughs> yep. And this is going to come out right on top of it. Ugh, bad phrasing. 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 Right. Boom. <laughs> so before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. I hate you. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Keep the positive ratings coming. We do like positivity and ratings. Right? Right. Uh, I, I like triple X ratings. Okay. Uh, timestamps. We have timestamps <laughs> in the show notes for our snob. Oh my God. I was just trying to power through it, but it didn't work. <laughs> my goal is to make Marshall laugh as much as possible this episode. Oh my God. Uh, good start. So we have the timestamps in the show notes for our non-SWOTOR fans. We have a lot of SWOTOR to cover, but it's mostly gaming this week. We're going to cover E3. We're going to do SWOTOR, Battlefront, all that. So stay with us. Hopefully it'll be fairly short for us. And um, stay, with us the whole, stay with us the whole show. It'll be fun. So, of course, give us feedback on Twitter. Leave us uh, comments on Facebook if you have any suggestions on how we want to improve the show. And I've made some adjustments to our Patreon page. Are you excited? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. very excited about some of our <laughs> milestone goals. 
Yeah, so I went, I, you know, it took me a couple weeks. Now that I'm done uh, with work for the summer, I finally dived in, changed some of our, our milestone goals, some of our, our perks. So definitely check us out, patreon.com slash usable podcast. Um, you can give less than a dollar an episode, but if you give a dollar or two an episode, you get some really cool stuff. Um, you'll be entered to in our drawing on episode 25 for sure. Once we come back with all of our Comic-Con swag, we're going to be giving some of that away. So get in there, uh, make sure you, you get in in time so you can be eligible for the drawing. Only patrons will be eligible. So what stood out to you, man? What do you like about our milestone goals? Cause I know you just checked this out too. I did. I did just check it out. And uh, a couple of them I'm really excited about, but the one I'm excited about most is the, I think it was $50 per podcast or more. We, uh, we'll do a, a radio show reenactment of the, uh, story that you and I put together about the day where we came up with the idea for the usual. Yeah. Um, it's based on an old story called Happy Hours. And, uh, I think that would be a good time had by all. Yeah. And so my idea for that is basically get some other fellow podcasters and some friends, uh, to come on, drink a bunch and come up with a, come up with a script. And if we can get to $50 an episode, I'll be happy to put that together. I think it'll be a hilarious train wreck. <laughs> yeah, I think we got to get a hold of May or, or Pretty Little Sith to do the uh, the library. Uh, oh yeah, a bartender for sure. <laughs> for sure. Someone, I mean, we can't have a guy doing Kim's voice. Come on, that's madness. No, who's who's gonna do Dallas? Oh, uh, uh, maybe one of maybe one of the bad feeling guys would do it. Chuck, Chuck is gonna be Dallas. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. All right. So we're jumping ahead of ourselves, obviously. Look, we've adjusted. Check out our Patreon page. There'll be a link in the show notes and, of course, on our website. Uh, check it out. Become a patron and help us meet our goals, and we'll have a lot more fun. Last thing, audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast. You can get a 30-day free trial using our link. Definitely do that. And um, what are you suggesting this week, man? I'm still reading the Ari Salvatore book, but I am going to jump over to Game of Thrones uh, book four because we've been we started watching that latest season already. So uh, what are you what are you suggesting? Well, like I said, I'm out of school now, so I actually got two books this month that I'm going to I'm going to listen to. Um, one is the one that we suggested before of how Star Wars uh, took over the universe. Sweet. So I'm going to listen to that. And also um, one of my favorite authors, well, actually, probably my favorite author is getting Steve Barry. And he writes a book uh, based on a uh, antique bookseller slash secret agent guy, and he's awesome. And his newest book is called The Patriot Threat, and cool. uh, just came out uh, last month. And I am uber excited to listen to that because I love that series. Sounds good, man. But yeah, if you want to check out any of these books or any others, there's a million of them, and they're audio books. You don't have to sit and read. Listen to them. Put them in your earbuds and walk around. So uh, use our link and get a free book. So there we go. Let's jump into SWOTOR. We got a lot to do. So let's start off SWOTOR. So let's do community shout outs. Real quick, I just want to throw a couple things out there. I just listened today. Um, one of my favorite SWOTOR podcasts, uh, the SWOTOR Escape podcast. Uh, those guys are funny, but, uh, they had Redna and Ordo, who were our guests last week on there, and they were talking about Canon, which is, it's a good episode. So definitely check it out. Um, it wasn't three hours. I promise it was not. Were they twice so. as long as normal? <laughs> no, actually, it was. Just at their normal. It's about 45 minutes. It's definitely doable. Wow. Yeah. No, they do a good cast, man. I like those guys a lot. And let's see. So one other thing, uh, we talked about the, uh, Toro cast going away, uh, about a month ago and Minor and May who were on that cast. We, you know, were nice enough to let us on their show too. They are over at Tor community now and they're doing two new casts, one called Kefis cast and the other called better than cross server. 
which is hilarious. <laughs> but better than cross server is mine. I just, I watched part of their live stream a couple days ago. It was minor, May, Zamzam, and Snave. I haven't got a chance to listen to Kefis Cast yet, but that is Hayward, May, and Zamzam, I believe, or minor or some combination thereof. So definitely check them out. If you're not over a tour community, what's wrong with you? It's a great website. They're, they do a lot of vidcasts. They do, May has, uh, her standalone show she does as well. So definitely a lot of content up on that site. And, and of course, Miner's working on the database as well. So definitely worth checking out. That's it for community stuff. Uh, did you do anything in game this week, my friend? Sorry, I'm still laughing about the better than cross server title. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. And they talk, they, and that one's, an, that one's explicit. I, I tuned in. It was their first episode they were recording a couple of days ago. Oh, it was great. It was really good. They were very, they were really happy about the lack of PvP coming in the new content, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure they were. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Okay. Um, uh, so did you do anything this week in game, dude? <laughs> uh, not too much. I spent actually a little bit of time with the, uh, the Narshadon nightlife because I, I was doing a little maintenance in my, uh, my storage, uh, holds and I discovered that I still had 89 smugglers coins. So I was like, oh, all right, I'll go over there. So I did that. And it turns out that it uh, added in a couple of achievements for you had to do a hundred of one and you had to win. Uh, it, it was just new for the new night, nightlife thing. And so I, I finished those off. And of course I still did not win the time, ta- the damn uh, rancor. So um, yeah. that's still one I have to do, but yeah, that's basically all I did because I was, like I said, I was finishing up my last week of school, um, which is done. And then, uh, you know, I, I moved out of my apartment. So, um, Today is actually the first day I've been online in a couple of days. So I'm hoping to do a little Sweet. gaming tonight. Yeah, same here. All right, man. So let's see. What did I do this week? I, what did I do? Oh, I leveled my Merc a little bit as I have been doing slowly. I also did a little decorating. Went out to Tatooine, did a little bit of that. So, but this is what I, this is what I did actually. Um, I'm very adamant about making some money. I'm actually going to buy the new pack. I know I talked about this last week, but I actually finally auctioned off a bunch of stuff that, that I got in the last Hypercrate. So I'm really looking forward to seeing if I made some money. I'm going to turn that around and buy one of the new ones and hopefully turn some of that around. And I really want to buy the Avon Stronghold. That's my goal. So yeah, I need to do the same. I, I honestly have probably two complete, uh, character strong, uh, character storage holds filled with mats and stuff that I could sell that I just have never gotten around to because I haven't had the time. So that might be something I do uh, tonight and this week and, and just at least uh, price it out and see what I could get for it. Cause I, I really want to get the Avon stronghold too. Yeah. It's nice to do. It's nice to kind of clean out some of that stuff too. Cause we're going to need more storage anyway with some of the other stuff we're going to talk about. So that is something to keep in mind as well. So let us get into the news. So, real quick, Stronghold. Okay, so I'm going to do... Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I have two news items, and I have some other ones, but we need to talk about what happened at E3 before we get to the other ones, okay? Okay. So, let's do these other... Let's do these first two, and then we'll jump to the others. So, the first thing, uh, new Stronghold hook limit is way too high. Literally the day after we recorded last time, remember I went on that little mini rant about how I can't... Like, even if I wanted to, I couldn't put something on every hook, right? Right. They actually went through... David Satz came out... uh Somebody was saying because they basically they went through and they upped the limit for the Tatooine stronghold. 
Right. The, the reason they did this was to bring it up to par with the other strongholds, you know, proportion wise, right? Yeah. It wasn't percentage that. Percentage wise, yeah. Percentage wise, exactly. So that's what happened. People were upset about it. I think this is a great change. It's like literally what I was asking for. So it does affect some other stuff. People complain, but people are always complaining. So, uh, I think I saw somewhere, I can't remember, but the, the Avon stronghold is going to have the most hooks, you know, the most hooks you'll be able to populate, which makes sense because it's bigger. Yes. <laughs> and Tatooine was basically on par with the other strongholds, but they were smaller. So it does make sense to me, but I understand why people, cause it, it seems like the, the biggest reason people are upset about the change. It's not so much the change itself or anything. Cause actually what I mean, it's giving us more room to put stuff up basically. Right. Because they're basically unlocking usable hooks. But for those of us, like Redna and I, who are achievement whores, basically, we've already, well, not I haven't, but those of us that have, uh, that have already unlocked the 100% decorated, that is right. no longer going to be used. But the thing is, it's not like you have to do the whole thing over again. You're already filled up, theoretically. You're just going to have to right. do what they've had, they've opened up. So it's not that big of a deal, you know, just... Put on your big boy pants and, and enjoy. <laughs> it's a game. No, I'm it's with you. Fun. I'm with you, man. And the one other, and uh, the other thing people were asking about was if, are they going to do the same thing with guild flagships? And that is still under review, but they're looking at them as well. So, right. uh, big thing for us, as we mentioned at the top of the show, they finally announced the location and time, et cetera, of the community tour, uh, in San Diego during Comic Con. Yeah. It's at the, uh, the Westin. Oh yeah, this is a, this is very different than I thought it was going to be. So, it is at the Westin in the Gasam Quarter, right? California okay. Ballroom, and the schedule is weird. So check this out: it's Saturday, which we already knew it was going to be Saturday, same day as Babylon, which is going to make a very long day for us. But it's a Saturday, the eleventh. From now, this is the thing that was interesting to me: it was eleven a.m. to four p.m. They're having a story story panel and more. So are they basically turning this into an offside of it? They are. I, I, I think this is awesome. I think they're, they're mm-hmm. taking control of it and like, instead of like, oh, okay, well, we don't have too much for Swotor this year. They're, I, th- I hope they do this yearly and just make it a, an event because we're a loyal, I, I think for the most of those of us who've basically been subscribers since the beginning, we're a loyal fan base now and they've won me over into MMOs and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to try all the new games that come out through Bioware. Like, I mean, we'll get to it later, but Mass Effect looks really cool. This, there's so much stuff. And I love this idea because they're giving those of us that are making the effort to get to this event, they're making it more of what you would expect to get at these events. Because it's not like just a normal well, cantina that you would get when they travel around. But when you go to Comic-Con and you go to something off-site, you expect something like Nerd HQ or Geek and Sundry or, you know, the, the Walking Dead event. You know, there's always, it's more than just a meet and greet. And that was exactly things. what I was going to say. They're basically joining the ever-growing list of offsite events, it seems like. So we're going to get a Swotor offsite, which is amazing, which gives us even more time to BS with other Swotor fans, gives us more time to hopefully corner some folks that are involved with the game. And I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, and I'm sure this is actually uh, done at the behest of, of, of Bioware and Swotor. They really want to do this. But I'm sure the convention itself is asking for more of these because of the ever increasing quantity of people that are coming every single year and their limited ability to give tickets to everybody. So they need more stuff off site to control the crowds. Exactly. 
Exactly. So uh, let's see. So it does say this is your chance to join the Star Wars The Old Republic community to meet Sword Tour lead writer, meet and talk with the development team, enjoy complimentary drinks, which we love, food and giveaways, <laughs> and find out what's next for tour. And I, I think what's really going to be cool about this is now with all the stuff that just came out on Monday, which we'll get to in just a second, if they're going to have a story panel and more, there's going to be – we're going to be able to dive really deeply into what is coming in SWOTOR uh, that we're going to talk about in just a couple minutes. So I think that's going to really be their time to kind of hone in on that, expand on that, give us something to sit down, listen to, talk about – and then they're going to do their typical 7 to 10 p.m. cantina meet and greet. Yeah, because there's not going to be a major SWOTOR panel. I mean, it's it's nope. at the actual con. So this is going to be their opportunity that we know to of. still do this. <laughs> well, that we know of. Yeah. True. Well, we already talked about last week. Star Wars seems to be taking over Hall H. Uh, well, Hall H is Hall going to H. be a mess, dude. They're, basically taking, they're not just taking over real estate. They're taking over time because they're basically commandeering Friday. And that's the thing. I've, I, I just heard on a, um, Comic Con podcast I listened to today. They're saying The Walking Dead is going to be at some point that day too in Hall H. And I'm just like, okay, well, no one's going to leave in Hall H on Friday and it's, you're going to have to camp out Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> you know, ridiculous. and never leave. So, but that's a side note. So anyway, I'm excited about this. Yeah, so the Cantina meet and greet, swag, drinks, and developer Q&A, time to mix and mingle with team, with the team and fellow Sortor, uh, players. So space will be limited. I've already pre-registered. You've already pre-registered. We're already in. I'm excited to be there. So, um, again, if you have questions, uh, anything you want to find out, uh, and, uh, yeah, we will, we will talk to people. I'm going to be feeling very social that day. So. Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited. I, uh, you know, I, graduating so i'm spending a little bit more time on linkedin than twitter and uh trying to trying to get jobs or whatnot but i actually connected up with uh courtney woods and musco on linkedin this nice. week so yeah they're good guys i can't wait to meet them again well not courtney but eric she's a writer you never know she might be there maybe she's doing hey, some writing for the new you know what? uh if she's if i mean if they were hiring writers a couple months ago mm-hmm, we, we know mm-hmm. what she's probably writing that's a damn good point dude i didn't even think about that courtney might be there during the panel part that would be mm-hmm. sweet. If they, especially uh, if they're having the lead writer, they're mm-hmm. going to have some of the, the, the I mean, I don't want to say lesser writers, but the, some of the writing staff. Exactly. All right, man. So here's what I want to do next. I want to just take, all right, let's just get into the EA press conference. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this happened on Monday. Was it Monday? Monday. Yes. Tuesday. Monday. Uh, the A press conference on Monday, it was a really, and they told us ahead of time, you know, 6.15, you know, watch the internet. And by the gods, the internet did some backflips that day, I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, when the EA press conference started, they basically started with Mass Effect Andromeda, which Dude. is going to come out holiday 2016. And as a longtime Mass Effect guy, I've played them all. I love the game. I love the series. I love the story. I love if you're into Bioware and you've never played this like you have, you got to play it. Start from the beginning. Yeah, I've never played it, and I loved the trailer for Andromeda. I thought it was brilliant. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back and play. They they they've released what two, right? Three, three. Okay, then I have more to catch up than I thought. But knowing this isn't coming out until holiday, I've got a year and a half to to do the three games. So it's cool. Oh yeah. But if I remember correctly, wasn't a, a Drew Carpesian a, a writer for Mass Effect? Mm-hmm. Yep, he was. Great writer. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited about this. Yeah, no, it's, I'm stoked about Mass Effect. I can't wait to see what they do in Andromeda. I actually am thinking about buying 
now that I have a little extra time, I actually was playing Dragon Age Inquisition um, Monday night because I was really into, after seeing all the Bioware stuff, I was like, all right, I want to play something, but I've been playing a lot of Swotor. I was like, so I put on Inquisition again, and I love that game. I just got caught up, run, I, I fought a dragon. It was amazing. So um, I'm going to do the a same thing with dragon. Mass Effect. Yeah. Oh, Actually, I fought a giant first, and then I fought a dragon. It was amazing. Uh, so what I'm going to do, actually, I think they're very cheap now, I think, on um, online. Uh, you know, I don't have them on PC. I have them on Xbox. Uh, and what I like about them is once you start on Mass Effect 1, this is just basically something for you since you haven't played it. You start on Mass Effect 1, your character and your decisions and all that stuff carries over to 2, carries over to 3. And oh, so, like, cool. you basically play the same character all the way through. It's amazing. That's why I kind of want to start all the way over on PC, um, since I don't really play it on Xbox right now. So, um, but enough about Mass Effect. So, SWOTOR came up, and uh, basically, Jeff Hickman came out, and he just started talking about, of course, more story. Uh, and he announced on October 27th, Knights of the Fallen Empire will launch. And this is basically what they've been leading up to. They played a trailer. Well, they played a short, yeah, yeah, exactly. They played a shortened trailer, and it was another blur trailer, from what I understand. The same ones who did the original two or three that came with the launch of the game. And then, uh, then, the, of course, the extended one. So we'll have the links to both of them online. First off, what did you think about the trailers, dude? Uh, I thought it was freaking badass. And what's really cool is they, cause, you know, uh, all week they had been teasing through Twitter. They had released, you know, uh, screenshots. And, it just drove interest, and I was excited every single screenshot we got. You know, we got the 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 twins, and then we got you know a, a fight scene. We got the 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 person kneeling in the snow, and or was it? I can't remember, but the person kneeling in front of one of the twins. I'm like, dude, it just it just it, it you could tell there's good story to those yeah. pictures. And, and you finally get to see who's sitting on that throne. <laughs> yeah, the trailer just blew me away. Yeah. Um, and so basically I want to read the little blurb that comes with the trailer and this prequel trailer to the Star Wars, uh, the older public Knights of the fallen empire digital expansion will introduce you to the tragic destiny of two of twin heirs caught in a web of evil and manipulation spun for them by the darkest and most powerful emperor yet to threaten the galaxy conquest comes at a price only accessible for those willing to sacrifice everything. So this just basically blew up. There's a new, we'll put this link in the show notes as well. There's a new, uh, Fallen, uh, Fallen Empire page on Swotor.com, which is really cool, and it details out every well, not a lot of detail, but it does say what's coming with the expansion. Yeah, so little character descriptions, screenshots, exactly, videos, really cool stuff. So what I thought I'd do is just kind of, I took some notes from the thing, but basically I just pulled this from the site and various other places. So do you want to just run through these couple things real quick, and and we'll just kind of go from there, or what? Yeah. Like so, here's what's coming. So we have Knights of the Fallen Empire marks a renewed focus on Bioware-style cinematic storytelling in Star Wars The Old Republic. Your character will become the Outlander, a veteran of the Great Galactic War who comes face-to-face with a new threat to the galaxy, the Emperor of the Eternal Throne. And that's the guy we see in the trailer, obviously, right? Right. Uh, Some stuff that comes with that. They're raising the level cap to 65. Mm -hmm. And they're also, which a lot of other MMOs, especially MMOs that have been around for a while, they're also going to allow you to create a level 60 character. Okay. Um, which I think is really cool. There's a lot of questions around that and which we'll get to, uh, in a couple of minutes with some of the, actually just today, Eric, uh, was answering some questions around some of this. We don't have anything super, super definitive yet, but 
at least some of the questions are being answered um, or some of the concerns are being uh, being met. So uh, it allows you to start fresh in Night of the Fallen Empire and jump right into the new story content. Uh, they're delivering this story content in a way never before done in Star Wars The Old Republic. They're doing it in chapters. So the first nine chapters are going to be available on the 27th, and then the rest are going to uh, be delivered regularly following that. Uh, I did see a tweet, and I'm jumping around a little bit. There was a tweet online from a guy who wrote the agent story, just flew out of my head, Alexander Freed. Oh, that's right. So there was a tweet I saw today, which was cool. Alexander Freed basically came out and he said, yeah, I wrote chapter nine and I think I'm going to be writing some other ones. So look out for that. And those people that are really fans of the agent storyline are going to be even more stoked, I think. Well, it says that this is a new format, but they've already done chapters before. I mean, we've already had, you know, the first three chapters were available at launch and then uh, the Rise of the Hut Cartel was four. The mm-hmm. story Revan was five. You know, so there's, but I think it's just the formatting of the chapters. Well, I think the fact that they're, they're releasing them, it's not something that you start at level one. It's, it's like an elder game, uh, expansion of your storyline. Right. So it's basically after you're done with the Sith Warrior story, this is what happens later, you know, kind of right. thing. Cause I did hear something today. Um, I can't remember where I heard it from, but. Basically, your character is going to be starting like frozen in carbonite sometime later from where we left off. And then we are thrown into this other storyline, I guess. So I don't know. I'm very interested to see as a story guy. And that's really the, the crux of what I do in this game anyway. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for this expansion. Obviously, the PvPers are not stoked. People who are really into in-game ops and flashpoints and stuff, they're... Eh, wary, to say the least. Uh, but those of us that are in it for story, like I said, I play Bioware games for the story. I play Bioware games for the leveling. I play Bioware games because I just love having a character and moving through the storyline. That's what I do with these games. So some people are saying, oh, this is just, you know, single player expansion. Well, yes and no, but I, I, I kind of don't care. I, I'll, you know, I'd be love to team up with you and some other folks and run through this content too. I mean, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. But again, I'm not an in-game raider. I'm not a PV, you know, hardcore PVP either. So, any thoughts? Yeah. Although, you know, that's one thing I did forget to to say. I actually did uh, do War Zones without you this week. Are you serious? I did. I queued you. up and I did. I did uh, three War Zones. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna wait until the next. Uh, the next deal for to go jump back into it. But yeah, dude, I, I've been actually kind of itching to, to play some PVP myself. So I got my butt handed <laughs> every single time. Oh, nah, naturally. But it was fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it's still fun. All right. So let's just some more stuff. So with the launch of Knights of the Fallen Empire, all of the eight class stories will be enhanced, allowing for a fancer, faster, excuse me, and more engaging playthrough for a new and veteran players. Additionally, Many of our existing flashpoints and operations are being scaled to 60 plus, giving you more elder game options at 65, which makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why at first, most of the people playing ops were like, ah, and then they saw that, they're like, okay. Um, subscribers, this is kind of cool. It's free for us. Well, free. I mean, we pay a monthly fee, but it's free for us. Really quick, going back to this, po- the 60 plus scaling, does that mm-hmm. mean that they're going to have a, a higher level than nightmare mode? I am no. I just think they're going to scale it up to where instead of a level sixty op, it'll be a sixty five op. Okay. So it won't be a cakewalk because right now, like I said, you and I went through on level sixty characters to a fifty op and could basically run through most of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So they don't they don't want that to happen once you get to sixty five. Right. Okay. That answers it for me. Go ahead. The expansion will be free. Um, they're also excited to announce a rewards program, which which I think is going to be cool. We'll talk about that in a second. So between today and October nineteenth, subscribers can earn collectible rewards for each month they maintain their subscription status. The rewards program is in addition to the fact that all subscribers receive Knights of the Fallen Empire for free. Um, to learn more about it, there's a link. Of course, we'll have that in the show notes. Um, and so, do you want to do the rewards next? Yeah, let's do the rewards. I'm actually excited about this this new rolling out of the rewards because mm-hmm. what they've done in the past is, first of all, like the, when they first did an expansion, I think when, the, when they did the uh, the the HUD expansion, just if you reserved it before release, you got the the bonuses, right? And yeah. then I think with Revan, is if you reserved it ahead of time, you got the bonus, but if you reserved it by a certain date, you got a second bonus. Now, yeah, usually it was by a certain date, exactly. Right. But to do that, I mean, you could subscribe during that first date, get it, and then not subscribe for a few months, and then you then uh, you just come back in right before the release and you get everything, right? Whereas exactly. this, this rewards those of us that are monthly subscribers, which is really nice. I agree. And the couple things that are before the rewards on the site, and, and just so I don't forget to say these things, um, I just want to make sure there's nothing in here. The one thing I wanted to highlight before, choices that matter. I thought this was cool. Be at the center of a personal Star Wars story where choices matter and impact outcomes. So they're basically talking about decisions you make with companions matter, decisions you make in the world matter. Because you know how you're leveling your Sith Warrior, for example, right? And you choose light or dark. Granted, really what changes with that is like the email you get later. Right. Nothing is going to change in the grand scheme of the world. Right. Right. As a, as a someone who's played many, many, many Bioware games in Mass Effect, in Dragon Age, and in, in these games, what happens is, is when you make a decision, the world actually starts to change around you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and things, you might lose that companion or the ability to do something with that a companion later. Or, um, you may not get, like I had a decision last night in Dragon Age, Dragon Age Inquisition where, I almost didn't get a companion if I would have made the choice. It said, basically I hovered over it. It said, do this, don't get the companion. Do this, get the companion. You know what I'm saying? And, and that really would have mattered. So I think that's kind of where they're going with it. They're kind of going back to the Bioware, like, let's make things actually matter. Right. Right. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. One other thing is the continuous story. It says it's only the beginning. Um, and they're basically saying they're going to release the chapters on a regular basis, which you talked about. Let's get to the reward. Uh, so be a subscriber on the dates below to earn rewards in game at launch. So Nico Okar companion, right? By I July am 31st. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> and so that is really cool. Basically, if you don't know who that is, in the original blur trailer return, uh, he is the awesome gunslinger that is walking next to, what is his name? Mace? No, um, what's the trooper's name? He's in the books too. Jace. Yeah, Jace, Jace Malcolm. There's that badass scene where he kind of turns and he's shooting both blasters. Anyway, that's him. Just, so just you'll get him. the troops, Sergeant. Exactly. So you'll get him with, uh, as a companion. And it, by August 30, what is it? August 31st? Yeah, August 31st, yep. you'll get the, uh, blaster set, Nico Okar blaster set. Which look awesome. Which, I mean, obviously. And it says, a stylish weapon set for the enthusiastic gunslinger. Keep it for yourself or give it to your companion. Yeah, I'm not going to give it to him. I look better with it. I don't know. He's he's getting him. They're all him. But with the next one, if I have this too, then I don't need him. Ready? (laughs) So the next one 
is the Nico Okar duster coat. Okay. Yeah, which is awesome because one of the best, one of the best little parts of that that first uh, tra- trailer return was when he pulled out his his uh, his blaster pistols and he did that little spin move to get somebody yep. before in front of him and behind him, and it just it whipped the duster coat open. It was awesome. I've always wondered why I don't have a duster. I think it's because it's kind of frowned upon now in society. Like if you wear a duster, you're that guy with the duster on. But <laughs> I think, I mean, like Matrix style, right? I mean, those are kind right. of dusters. Right? I mean, I think it'll look amazing in that, but I'm just saying. Moving on. Uh, so that's by September 30th. <laughs> I like, I just like the, the little thing it says. It says, uh, impressive is the only word that describes Nico's swashbuckling duster. You can be <laughs> sure that wearing this duster sets you apart from other heroes. Except for all the other subscribers that are going to have it. <laughs> exactly. We're all going to be wearing dusters and then we'll all be that guy. See? It's oh, like okay. when Rishi opened up and everybody was wearing the, uh, the, the, uh, the pirate the outfit. Pirate. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, dude. And then the last, there's a couple other ones here. Uh, by October 19th, uh, you'll get in a, a swoop bike, a Star Wars, the Knights of the Old Republic inspired swoop bike. So if you played Knights of the Old Republic like I did, you run around on swoop bikes and you know what a swoop bike is. So that's cool. And it says, escape your enemies in epic style on your custom Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic inspired swoop bike. Yeah, I really like the design of this. It, uh, it, one thing I'm kind of hoping is, you know, you, you see the fins on it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of hoping that you know depending on how you how fast you go the animations on it the the fins will move you know they'll go up or down depending on your speed or whatnot I think that would be kind of cool so. I hope they're not just stationary I agree I'm with you all right man so um let's see so early access if you're a subscriber from July 31st to October 19th you're gonna choose to be a subscriber from July 31st to October 19th to receive early access bonus reward. Be one of the first to jump in and get access to Knights of the Fallen Empire seven days prior to live at launch. And so from what we understand is that 12 times XP actually ends on the day that uh, it says Epic Story XP Boost also allows subscribers to level from 1 to 50. That's going to end on, I think, the 18th. And all subscribers receive the advantage of Epic Story XP. Oh, no, through the 19th. And then that's when uh, early access will start then. Right. So they're taking my 12 times XP from me, bro. How do I feel about that? Is that what I want to know? Okay, it doesn't say that it's going away. It just I've says heard it's it, going away though. Okay, I mean they, they. I mean I wouldn't doubt it. What well, says through October nineteenth? So all subscribers are yeah, receive the advantage of through October nineteenth. So and then I think there's a little disclaimer somewhere down here that says. Well, all it says is it describes what it is. I, that's what I was reading down at the bottom. It doesn't say. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's yeah, what I makes. I mean, it doesn't say that you that you won't have it past it. It says that mm-hmm. you will have it through it. So I'm not sure. Okay. I, I I mean I agree. I think it is going away at that date. It only makes sense. It's not very clear. So that's actually something we should ask at the cantina. Yeah, definitely. We're, and we're going to get, and, and from what I'm going to read in a minute, we're going to get a lot of clarification during Comic Con. So let's glaze over the rest of this really quickly here. I think we hit all the major nuggets from this. We're going to have some, you know, new companions. Uh, from what I understand, there's going to be some new stuff to do with existing companions. So I'm kind of, I'm pretty excited about that too, man. So. Anything else to stood out to you before I get to the news that just dropped today in regards to some of the questions? Well, I am looking at the the, the new Fallen Emperor, Empire page, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at the cast of characters. And I don't know yep. if this is just something they're releasing on a daily basis or something, but they're only showing the pictures of uh, Arcan and, and Valkorian. You know, it, it just has a, a placeholder for the Outlander and Lana Benico and Valen and, and Cosmortina. Yeah, and if you go to the um, – you can actually see a con- some concept art from okay. uh down below 
of Lana Bonico um, and stuff like that. But you're right. I, I'm wondering what they're going to do with that. If they're going to, as they announce more stuff, release some of the other photos. I'm wondering, you know, because you do get to, if you click on them, it does give you a little blurb about them. Yeah, it would but be kind of no cool pictures. to uh, to actually see Lana Bonico out of her bureaucratic role and actually fighting with her sabers. Because, you know, mm-hmm. it's so funny, you know, through, I mean, we've, we've basically seen her since, you know, uh, um, forged alliances, right? And so she's right. been through two major storylines already. Right. And I, I keep, keep completely forgetting that she's force sensitive. <laughs> no, yeah. And, and you do see her fight in the Revan fight. Um, yeah, but she's, she's one of what, eight? And so you don't really oh, focus right. on her. <laughs> That's a good and point. Half, and half the time she's in a whirlwind until you get around over there to fix her. So. Exactly. Yeah. The whirlwind was annoying. So let's, so what I want to do now here is, Really quickly, because we're going to get more and more of this every week. So I just kind of wanted to, just today, actually, there was some stuff. Eric and Tate came out and fielded a few questions about the new expansion. So this first post basically says, um, the new, they're asking about the new faction. And so they came out and said, you know, the faction is not playable, but a new faction is within the story, right? right. Um, and then the follow-up to that was, are the factions being merged? And he said, good question. Factions will not be able to play together in group content as it is now. Um, so what they were asking is, is are, you know, the Republic and this and the Empire going to be merged together in some way so we can play with other, you know, queue up together and stuff like that. Right. And that's basically they're saying no to that, which makes sense. And, and yeah. I totally understand it being a, the, the new faction being a non-playable faction. Because it's very, very similar to, you know, the, the sixth line, uh. Or the huts. Yeah, exactly. It's just a new mm-hmm. faction that, that's part or of the agree. Exactly. Um, so another thing that came up today, Fallen Empire, and this is the big one, um, and implications on current ratings. So lots of good questions around operations. I'm not going into details right now, but we have plans for operations that we're pretty excited about. We'll be releasing a blog in the coming weeks, which should answer many of the questions that you have right now. So. I don't know how many hardcore ops players listen to this podcast. I can't imagine a whole lot. But if you are listening to this, don't give up yet. <laughs> I imagine with this expansion, there's going to be some pretty cool ops stuff. Um, stick around. Don't give up on poor Bioware yet. I know that everybody's not getting what they want in this announcement yet. But, you know, Bioware always rolls their stuff out in, in a very systematic way. So I'm really hoping that they don't fail every aspect of the community and only focus on the story. So we'll see. All right, so start at level sixty in Fallen Empire. This is uh this is one that that most people are worried about. That really want to know what's going to happen with this starting at level sixty thing. So I think it was Eric said, "I've seen a few questions around how to start at level sixty will work that comes with Fallen Empire." I want to stay, start by saying that we'll be releasing a blog. Excuse me, when we get a bit closer to launch, that describes all of the nitty gritty details, of course, right? As a, as a subscriber, when you get Fallen Empire, you'll receive one free level sixty character, which I think is interesting. Uh, the character must be a new character and you cannot boost an existing character to 60. So if you have a 55, you're not jumping him to 60. Beyond that, first one, which is included free with, with the expansion, you can purchase additional level 60 characters through the cartel market. Okay. So basically it's going to up our limit of characters per server from 12 to 13. That 13th has to be a level 60 and it has to be new. That's kind of what I'm getting. So if you have all your character slots filled, which is 12, right? Right. Per server. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so you have 12 per server. Um, right. So I imagine when the expansion drops, you'll get a 13th. That'll be a 60 for free. And then you'll have one extra slot. That's how I'm reading it, too. Does that make, okay. is that, is that what you're getting? Yeah, that's kind of what I was going with. Okay. Okay. 
Um, and it says not confirmation that it will happen, but it's definitely their goal. So that's a goal is they're going to increase it to two. Um, and I know we still have many questions, but, um, you know, how it impacts cluster, et cetera, but they'll revealing all that later companions in fallen empire. So this is to address the concerns about that. So it says companions. This has certainly been a hot topic on the forum since the fallen empire announcement on Monday. I know that you have a lot of questions about them. Everything from where is X companion to what happens to my crew skills. On the story side of those questions, Charles Boyd is working on a post post to put up today or tomorrow. It didn't come out today, so hopefully tomorrow. Um, for those questions about mechanics of what will happen in the beginning of Fallen Empire. I don't have those answers for you today. However, as we get get to Gamescom, we'll be talking a lot more about your character's alliance. And that is, when is Gamescom? It's the end of the summer, isn't it, in Germany? Yeah, I believe it's in Germany. Yeah, it's at the end of the summer, I think, towards the end of the con circuit, but... Anyway, that's their next community cantina after San Diego, if I'm not mistaken. And if you would like to have us go to Gamescom and report back to you, be <laughs> sure to go to our Patreon page. <laughs> that's patreon.com slash usual podcast. All right, moving on. Uh, and so he basically says that will tie very closely to companions, should allow, answer many questions you have. All right, so one more, one or two more things here. Big question on free level 60s. Um, how will they be geared? Am I expecting they won't be fully geared in raid gear? I hope. Same for PvP. Basic gear would be more realistic. Elite ultimate goal would be overkill. So basically, what they're trying to find out is what's going to be going on. Um, my other question, what does it say? My other question is that when, oh, so this is the person asking. That's right. Okay. So, so it says, my other question is that when one makes a new 60, does that character story take place right after uh, the new expansion trailer or, and does it not go through the original one to 50? Meaning any companion you would have gotten from the original storyline are gated until you somehow meet them in the new expansion or the new companions will be your original five companions from the, uh, <laughs> wow. That's All right. A great, so the, that's actually a great, great question. It is. It's a really good question. And Eric says, these are great questions. <laughs> See, and it's details like these, um, and more that we'll talk about in a future blog. There are definitely a lot of logistical questions that come with starting at 60. We want to make sure to cover them all. Stay tuned a bit closer along. So they're still dodging some of these more specific questions, but you know, they're going to, they're going to get, they're only going to give us so much at this point that, you know, Bioware. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure all of their, uh, you know, answers to all these are going to result in things that are better than crossover. <laughs> it's gotta be, it's gotta be better than crossover, bro. All right. So, uh, Another post called Major Concern, they were asking about, will you have, still have access to the old planets? And they said, yes. Uh, do you get to keep all your stuff? Yes, you get to keep your stuff. Um, they're going to be talking about crafting later. And then this will be the last thing we cover here in SWOTOR. Story and companions. So Charles Boyd came out and he basically uh, is trying to answer some of these questions. So, all right. So Charles Boyd says... Seeing all the discussion around the Knights of the Fallen Empire announcement has been awesome. It means a lot of the writing team, it means a lot to the writing team to see how much y'all care about the details of the story and characters of Sotor and all the insightful questions and debates that flow from that. I'm here to hopefully shed a bit of light on a few of the most common questions I've seen. So we'll use this as kind of a discussion topic to end it, okay? So up front, I think the best answer I can give to any story question is that it's always best to wait and see how the story itself will answer it. I personally just hate giving out spoilers, so I won't be doing that here. I promise the main storyline of K-O-T-F-E is all about the things the things y'all have been asking, and October is going to be here very soon. In the meantime, though, let's see if we can't at least clarify a couple things now. So, The Outlander. Your character's past will be a key part of their identity as the Outlander moving forward. 
the choices you've made, romances you've pursued, your class, etc., all part of uh, of who your character is, and those decisions will be honored in the expansion, often in, ex- in unexpected ways. How that works for characters who are created at level 60 is something we'll dive into in the future, but we will not be setting a canon version of any class or world storyline. Your choices matter. That is the heart of our epic, of our storytelling philosophy at Bioware. And that's kind of what I was saying before with Mass Effect or, um, Dragon Age. You kind of, all that stuff carries, stays with you. You know what I mean? And right. it's really cool. And I'm glad they're kind of bringing it into, uh, Swotor. Yeah, well, like one example is, I mean, if you, if you remember when you finish your chapter three, right? All of your companions pretty much pledge allegiance to you, right? To you and your progeny. Yep. And this is a spoiler, so if you haven't finished level 50 of, uh, this one is the, uh, Jedi Counselor. It's the one with, mm-hmm. um, the guy who is, uh, part killer. If you remember, near the end of that storyline, it has the option where he almost, uh, he flips on you. Right. And then he comes back and he pledges his allegiance to you. I'm like, I wonder if that story part is like, could he flip on you again? You know, and will that become an mm-hmm. issue? And I'm hoping they really kind of dive into that. Or maybe we'll find more Mako clones, you know, stuff like that. I absolutely agree. And I think that that's super important that some of those decisions actually start to matter now. You know what I mean? Like, what, like I'm curious, you know, there's the light and the dark version of the companions in the Sith Warrior, in the Sith Warrior line, Yeah, Jason right? Wilson, yeah. Yeah, does that matter going into this expansion? You know what that I mean? Would be, I think that would be really cool. That would be awesome. And yeah. also, like, what if you happen to run into T7's Lost Master? Exactly. You know, right? I mean, just like all these things that are like hidden in the storylines are awesome. I, I'm with you, man, and I'm I'm really excited to see what they do. And if it's and if they're going in a more Mass Effect Dragon Agey way, then anything they build on top of this, you're really going to start to think there's going to be a lot more less space barring through some of these storylines because some of this is going to matter a lot more if you're really into the story. So I think that's a cool thing. I think a lot of this is really going to affect our peers really dramatically. I, I absolutely agree. All right. So companions, there's uh, two more sections to this post here and then it gets really funny at the end, but that's okay. So companions, there's a ton of stuff going on with companions in this release and we're not ready to dive into most of it yet. What I can say is that past companions will return in the story. Sometimes as a very crucial, critical parts of the overall story shared by the all outlanders, which cases can recruit which characters who can be romanced, who you can kill and who might betray you. You'll have to play, you have to play and see. Finally, I've seen a lot of people were referencing the, I don't know, like, can I just I say we just call it, I would say Kofi. Like Kofi. Kofi. Yeah. Kofi. Yeah, let's do that. I've seen a lot of people referencing the Kofi pages, uh, character list and the list of companions. Not everyone on the list will become a companion and not every companion in the story is included in that list. So they're just kind of clarifying that we were just looking at that list, right? Not everybody on there is going to be a companion. Right. So. It's just, he's just saying there's a lot of that's going to happen in this story and you know we don't want to give it all away exactly and and we wouldn't be the players we are if we wanted to know that stuff ahead of time i don't want to know that stuff ahead of time no exactly i mean you and i we've said from the beginning i mean actually i'm going to reference back to beta when you first interviewed me for the the tour wars page of being a, a a an mmo noob and that we just both love story, mm-hmm. and we like to see it unfold. Exactly. That's one main reason why I spend very little time on the PTS. I'm with you, dude. I don't. I don't like testing um, story stuff on the PTS. Yeah. The only re- the only times I ever go to PTS is when there's something major coming out that's mechanical difference, mm-hmm. and I kind of yeah. have to learn the mechanics of it. 
but I don't go like when uh, the like uh, strongholds or something. Yeah, something like strongholds. But like when they did the the new release with uh, with Zios, I did not attempt that at all on the PTS. Right. I think I went and checked out the outfit designer real quick. That was about it. Yeah, I did. That, but that's a mechanics thing. I did the same. I went over there and I checked the the outfit designer, but I refused to try any of the uh, the quests. Exactly. All right, man. Last thing in this post, Valcorian. Who is this guy? This is funny. He says, so Valcorian, who is this guy? What happened to that other emperor? Aren't they both actually Jadis? Who's secretly Kephas? Who's actually a, ma- a mutated clone of Z- Kai Zykin created by Fez Burba for the Star Cabal's secret war against the Shroud? Okay, so I actually haven't seen this, that theory, but oh, it's all true. Tell everyone before it's too let, and then he cuts himself off. So, and then Musco kind of comes. This is funny. I like these guys. Musco comes out of the end. He says Charles had to take a few days off to relax, but he'll be back in time to answer more questions at our community cantina event in San Diego Comic Con next month. Musco. That's when we're gonna get a lot of our answers, man. I'm glad we're gonna be there. So yeah, I'm excited. Uh, anything more on the expansion or anything else? Uh, here, I mean, I think we're going to be covering this for a few weeks anyway, so I, I I, mean, I think we just leave it at that and jump into our last couple things here and get out of here. Yeah, with Kofi, there's going to be stuff rolling out all the way to October, so I don't think we need to try to push it all in now. Let's do our quick transition. Let's get to the Star Wars section, then. What's that flashing? Illusion is a flicker skill. Both trap yourselves in. I'm going to make a jump to light speed. All right, so we're going to start with Galaxy of Heroes. Um, it's an announced uh, mobile game that's going to be a digital collectible card game. Now, this is I'm kind of curious about this because they already have two different card Star Wars card games going right now. Mm-hmm. And one is the card trader game, which is basically just, you know, it's a card trader thing. You don't play with the cards at all. They're just, you know, you trade cards. It's all about collecting. Right. But they right. have another one that I play where um, you basically, you're going through the storyline of the original uh, saga, um, and I'm playing it right now. I'm on Mustafar, mm-hmm. so I'm going through uh, the uh, the the fight with uh, Anakin and and uh, Obi Wan. Um, mm-hmm. But you you collect cards, and they're you know one to three stars or one to five stars, and you level them up and all that stuff. It's very similar, to, like say Magic or you know any other card based game. Right. Um. So I just wonder: are is that game going to be going away? Is it going to be building on it? I, I really don't know. I have no idea, but I think it is going to be more like that. I think it's going to be more like um, Hearthstone. I think is like that too. Uh, yeah, Hearthstone is very card like trader. That. Yeah, it's it, it sounds like it'll be mostly like because you know the way Hearthstone is the the war to wow. I exactly. think that that'll be how it is. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've been playing. You know, I I do the card trader one, and I do the Marvel uh, puzzle quest, which I dig. But you know, I'm 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 more like. I like stuff more like magic and, and I want to check, I've always wanted to check out Hearthstone. I just haven't. So, you know, so I'll probably wait till this comes out and then we'll kind of see what it's all about. I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. So yeah, we don't know anything much about it at all though. Yeah. And then we have the other mobile game they've already announced uprising, which we talked about last week, which we did talk about last week. And I'm very intrigued by that. That is more up my alley as far as what I would do in a mobile game. Um, that's not card based basically because it's an RPG. From what I understand and story, you know, a story based RPG. And I'm, I'm, that's what I like to play. So I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward to Uprising. Cool. All right. Why don't you right. talk about Battlefront? All right. Let's, let's jump into Battlefront. So the big thing here, um, this week out of E3 was there was several, there was a few trailers that came out. There was the gameplay trailer, which is about five minutes of the Hoth battle. And you watched it, right? 
Yeah, well, I, it wasn't specifically the Hoth battle. I think the way they worded it, it's a battle on Hoth. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, okay. that because you are you are now part of it. It doesn't necessarily go the way the original Hoth battle went. And that's Battlefront. That's how Battlefront runs. It's like they give you a, a, a scenario of sorts, but it can go either way. It doesn't. It's right. not a reenactment per se, right? Right. So what I thought was really cool about the trailer is one, I I watched it like three times. I could not tear my eyes away from it. You know, yeah, it's just, I loved it, it. There's kept stuff going, going on everywhere. Factions. They jump from, yeah, and they jump from faction to faction, which was cool. And what I really liked was that the, the, uh, Republic faction, did you notice the, the, the race or what species? Oh, the, uh, the Rodian? It was a Rodian. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> so like he didn't have a helmet on. And it's like this little green head running around in a hoth suit <laughs> shooting things. It was really cool. And there, of course there was that really cool moment where you're, you are that, where we, we see the perspective of that Rodian. And then all of a sudden you see someone get force choked and you're like, what the hell? And he turns over and it's Vader and yep. he ignites his lightsaber, right? And then it jumps to another uh, player and apparently he spawned in as Luke. And so they run at each other and there's this battle. I mean, it was cool, man. I cannot wait for this game. <laughs> yeah, it looks really cool. And I just love how the, the whole game Pelly trailer and right when they're about to clash lightsabers. Exactly. Uh, but you got to see the ATAT get taken down by the snow speeders, you know, using the grappling cable. Mm-hmm. You got to see, um, TIE, you got to be a TIE, you know, TIE fighter. Um, there was ATSTs. There was, um, I, they had snow speeders. Yeah. The snow speeders. Uh, and then just foot soldiers shooting. There was a guy that took out the ATST with the, with the RPG, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of new images that came out a lot. You know, there was that gameplay trailer. And that was kind of during the E3 conference they did that. Uh, what I noticed the next day, was it the next day? Or later that day, I can't remember, I'm getting it all mixed up. What you got, so one of the things they announced was that you're gonna get to play split screen, which is cool, mm-hmm. on the same console, or you can play co-op. So you and I could play co-op from where we're at, obviously hundreds of miles apart, and, and play together, you could do single, you could do... It sounds very, I mean, it, it sounds very gameplay-like, like, uh, like, I mean, th- this is just going to show how often I play first-person shooters, but like Perfect Dark and Goldeneye. Exactly. And that's it. So, you and, and I, that's what I'm excited about. I like co-op a lot. I like being, so you and I can jump in, not necessarily campaign missions, that's not what I meant, but it's more like, and I'll get to the other mode in a minute, there's a couple different modes they re- they released with the PlayStation 4 panel uh, or presentation, but what I thought was cool is that you and I could jump in and the rest of the field would be populated by bots. You know, yeah, that's and awesome. You and that—that's what I would rather do. You know, if I don't feel like the pressure of like letting my team down and PvP stress. Exactly. You know what I mean? But forty people on on the deal at once is pretty cool too. So, one thing I wanted to bring out with the PlayStation Four presentation was, of course, the missions you can do alone or with a friend, which is cool, which you just talked about. There's a mode called Battles, which I. I didn't quite catch. I wrote down something about being Luke, so I don't know what that means. But there were trials, which I imagine are like time trials of sorts. But what really, they kind of glossed over those. But the big thing was survival mode, which I thought was really cool. So you and I could get on there and basically like, okay. And they give you a little scenario. Um, and from the, I actually put a link in the show notes to the little trailer thing. Basically, you know, two Republic troopers are dropped into a zone and you have to survive the imps coming in, 
right? So wave one is a bunch of dudes, and then wave two, wave three, and see how long you can survive. I thought that was pretty fun. That is so, cool. so I'm looking forward to that. I'm actually really looking forward to the game. I'm actually gonna, I'm writing it down right now. I'm gonna pre-order it um, this week just to get out of the way while before I run out of money. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it, man. Um, anything else that jumped out at you about Battlefront, about any of the trailers or, I mean, you're not necessarily a first person shooter guy. So what, what about this interests you? I mean, there is a third person option too, which we didn't talk about. It's first person and third person, but yeah, I'm de- I mean, I've definitely learned to embrace first person ness more since I started playing Swotor mm-hmm. because even though you see it from like a third person, you're behind the person. You, I mean, it, you are doing it from first person. And so I've gotten mm-hmm. used to the mechanics of having to target and shoot, right? Which is always my, I was never really fast enough on mechanics to be able to play first person shooters. Yeah. That's why turn based games always really appealed to me more, like, you know, Civ. Okay. But, um, I, I think just my, my mechanic skills have gotten a lot better, um, by doing this. And if I play more PvP, it'll get even better. Um, so I think that'll help me help win me over. But the the biggest thing is it's Star Wars. So of course I'm gonna at least try. Yeah. It. And my suggestion to you, man, is to definitely. I, I, I want to price Mass Effect when we get out of here. Um, and definitely get your hands on Mass Effect. If you can, if you can do Mass Effect, you can do Battlefront. Yeah. What I'll basically probably do is once we get out of here, I'll probably check on Humble Bundle or uh, Steam yeah. and see if they have any Mass Effect bundle deals. I'm sure they do. Right after E3, why not? Right. All right, so there was a lot of other stuff from E3 that I would love to talk about, but maybe I'll bring it up in pop culture. But let's, the last thing Star Wars wise, while we're in the Star Wars section here, and then if you have anything else, let's throw it in there. But Star Wars uh, Infinity 3.0, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be, let's see, so it was Twilight of the Republic was one of the deals that happens between episodes one and two. Um, Rise Against the Empire, where you relive, uh, battles. And then this was all from the PS4 event. Um, and then there was ex- an exclusive set, um, to the, to the PS4 one month early and you get Boba Fett, which is sick. So that is cool. not that I'm going to be playing on a PS4, but Infinity, I mean, I'm definitely going to invest in an Xbox One at some point and get Infinity for the kids. I think they'd really like it. And they love Rebels characters. They love Star Wars. We're really getting into it. This summer, my plan is to finish watching the trilogy, so or the all six movies. So, you know, right. I'm excited about it. Uh, no, I'm like I've never played the Infinity, but it actually, you know, kind of reminds me of. I mean, I've never really looked into Infinity, so I don't know exactly what the gameplay is. But uh, God, about. Four or five years ago, and it was on going on for a few years. Disney did a thing called VMK, which stood for Virtual Magic Kingdom. Okay, and you were able to get stuff at the park, but you could also do it online. It was really cool because you would actually you were like you were active in the kingdom, hmm. and so you could go on rides, and there were games based on the rides. And so it was really kind of cool. And that just kind of seems it seems like an inhabitable world with all these characters. And it is. And the cool thing about Infinity is you have missions, but then also there's a sandbox place so basically you be any character you have the characters on there and you can build things you can i mean it's it's a really really cool game my nephew had has the first edition of it or maybe he has 2.0 i can't remember but he has the first one of the first early ones um but he's got the ones with the marvel characters and stuff and you can run around as the hulk and it's it's a blast dude that's um, or as uh jack sparrow he has the jack sparrow one too which is cool and that's so. 1.0 so he's got both 1.0 yeah so all right man um let's are we done with star wars i guess huh 
We'll skip. Uh, oh, well, yeah, we'll do these, Star Wars comics we'll, and stuff next week. Yeah, we'll do the comics next week. We have two uh, bits of news information. You've got the the one about Rogue One. Um, so why don't you oh, mention yeah. that one really quick? Yep. So Forrest Whitaker is announced uh, to join uh, Rogue One. Academy Thanks. Award winner Forrest Whitaker. Right. And so, any any thoughts on this? Or I mean, I just saw um, this I, really quick. I think he's a brilliant actor. So I love Forrest Whitaker, and he does. Mm-hmm. A, a wide variety of things. He plays. He's played villains. I mean, he played. Uh, um, uh, I believe it was Idi Amin in uh, the, the last uh, King of Scotland, which is what he won the Oscar for. Okay. Okay. Um, but he also, you know, he was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He was in. Right. <laughs> he's so good, dude. Yeah, he's, he's good. good in everything. So I, I really like him. He, he was in Phenomenon with with John Travolta. You know, there's such a wide variety of characters. The last right. thing I remember him doing was he was in the spinoff for Criminal Minds. It was okay. out for about a year, um, but you know he's just a really good actor. So I'm, I just love that they're going after the cream of the crop with these new mm-hmm. movies. They're I agree, getting, man. And I got, this, I got this. I got this from Rebels Report. Actually, they reported on this, and th- of course, we don't know what his role is going to be yet. But any any predictions? You think it'll be on which side? Do you think it'll be on? I, I have a feeling he's going to be on on the uh, the the light side. I don't think they're going to yeah. put him on the dark side, I especially agree. since the the other major character that they've released uh, that they've announced for for episode seven is that they still haven't announced exactly what his role is as Max von Sydow, and he's right. known for playing villains. So I think right. you know with another big name, it's probably going to be light side, but we, we'll see. The other bit of news that just came out a few days ago isn't technically Star Wars news, but it could have repercussions that affect the Star Wars universe. And if you remember last week, we talked about the repercussions of Josh Trank being and cutting ties about Episode 8. Yep. Right? And so we said that the two front runners most likely were John Favreau and Matthew Vaughn. Right. Um, well, it came out this week that Matthew Vaughn himself has confirmed that he's in, he's already working on plans for a Kingsman sequel. Oh, okay. So since he already has his own, you know, franchise that he's dealing with, how is that going to affect his negotiations? If there is any, I mean, it's still spe- just speculation, but this just right. might be something that, that definitely cuts into his time frame on whether he'd be able to put time into episode eight. So it's just we'll something stay. to consider, but I mean, just as a fanboy, I'm excited about a Kingsman sequel because I thought the first one was fantastic. You know what? And I'm I'm bummed. I actually never saw the first one, so I'll have to. You'll have to float me that one. Yeah, it's something. it's it's really really well done, and it's really entertaining. So yeah, yeah, and it's actually based on a graphic novel, and I got a hold of the graphic novel uh, a couple months ago, and so I'm going to be checking that out this summer. Sweet. All right, so we get out of Star Wars, and let's wrap this up, man. I, I have a few things I want to add in the pop culture section, but... Yeah, I just have uh, three bits of news in the pop culture section, but in that, I'm done. All right, so let's get to pop culture. Go. Would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or six duck-sized horses? J.H. Uh, all right, I'm going to assume that's hypothetical, right? I mean, Right. But I'd have to answer neither, because a horse-sized duck is too terrifying to even contemplate. And duck-sized horses? How could you fight them? They're too adorable. I mean, seriously, picture them. All trying to eat one apple. Oh my god, You know, we gotta get to the the first big one again. This is Star Wars related. And this happened shortly. This was announced literally, I think, an hour after we finished recording last week. But that Christopher (laughs) Lee has unfortunately passed away. Yeah. Oh, man. Count Dooku himself, but, you know, also Saruman and Dracula. And, you know, you know, if you listen to Ho- uh, Hollywood Babylon this week, they touched on it, but that he was a World War II badass and that he was one of uh, Ian Fleming's initial uh, choices to play Bond. But one thing I'm actually surprised they didn't bring up in uh, Hollywood Babylon, but it's one of my favorite quotes 
uh, regarding Christopher Lee is he was filming Lord of the Rings. And Peter mm-hmm. Jackson came up to him and he goes, okay, when you're delivering this scream, I want you to imagine the sound of somebody being stabbed in the back right next to you. <laughs> and he looked right at, he looked directly at Peter Jackson and said, I don't have to imagine. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Because he was basically, he was a, such a bad, I mean, he, he killed people in World War II. And not like, you know, I was a soldier and I killed people in battle. No, I mean, he was like an assassin slash spy slash, I mean, he was a badass guy. You know, he didn't have to imagine it because he'd done it or heard it. And it was just like, it's right. amazing. What I love about his life, man, is he's just all the stuff he did. I mean, he did music. He did movies. He was a World War II badass. I mean. Dude, he released a heavy metal album in his 80s. Yeah. 93 years later. We're saying, you know, he's, I mean, as, as Kevin Smith would say, big bucket of wind, giant cauldron of wind. He was a great, great law. I mean, I hate seeing him go, obviously, but he did so much, man. Dude, and he spoke like eight languages fluently. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So, you know, huge loss to, to the world Mm -hmm, and not just cinema, but just the world in general is a sadder place for him not being here. Agreed. Plus, I mean, he's the only one who battled Yoda and held his own besides Emperor Palpatine. So, yeah, exactly. That, that gives him something, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, the other two things are casting news. And one is freaking hilarious. So I'm going to leave that to last. But the big one uh, this right. week was Brian Cranston is uh, in talks to sign a deal to join the cast of Game of Thrones. Wow. Um, I how long I, you live. <laughs> I actually haven't really watched. I've watched the first couple episodes of season one, but it's again, it's on mm-hmm. my list to watch. But you're the 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 throny, I guess you could say. Yeah, so, it's. Let me tell you, dude. I I have access now to the most recent season. I don't have HBO, but I, I've acquired it, and I'm excited about it. But my my deal is, is I like to read the books first, and I have listened to the first three audiobooks. And I'm about to start the fourth one. Well, I'm partway through the fourth one. My whole thing is I have no idea who he would play because I haven't read the books yet. Right. And I ha- I'm not all the way through season five. But people don't live very long. Only certain folks live very long in this world. And I I love Game of Thrones. If you have a chance, definitely check out the show. If not, the audiobooks are amazing too. But they're, they're a... Tr- they're a they're a trek to get through. They're 40 plus hours a piece. So, yeah, well, I mean, the great thing about both Game of Thrones and the way it's formatted and Brian Cranston himself is he doesn't have to, I mean, it, I mean, not necessarily hit and run, but he doesn't have to be a long running character. No. You got to remember, he's also guested on Archer. He was on, mm-hmm. um, a season of, uh, How I Met Your Mother. You know, right. he did Breaking right. Bad, but he was also the dad in Malcolm in the Middle. So, I mean, he does oh, such I a wide him, variety <laughs> of characters and yeah. he could do them for any duration. So it's just, yeah. it's, He's just such a great actor that it's good to have him in the cast. And it's not how long he'll be there. It's more like I'm curious to see what character he'll play. I mean, he will fit in perfectly. I have no doubt because he's an amazing actor and right. that world is very gritty and we, and, and dark and you know, he can do that. So yeah. I'm stoked to see what happens. So the, the last bit of information for casting this week is I'm so thoroughly excited about it because <laughs> I'm, I'm not one of those haters, right? I'm excited about the new Ghostbusters reboot. This looks like a joke. No, it's like a joke. It does, but okay. So everybody knows the new Ghostbusters reboot is coming out, and it's definitely gender bending, right? Because you know it's basically making them all women. Um, you know, Melissa McCartney and uh, McCarthy and uh, you know Kristen Wiig, and you know it's just it's great, and it's being done by Paul Feig. You know, it's famous because he did Bridesmaids. He has the upcoming Amy Schumer movie, The Trainwreck, which looks hilarious. But there's uh the uh, there's a trailer for and Mm -hmm. uh and Chris Hemsworth plays a bit part in it and he 
comes into the bedroom and he's totally showing off his package and in the trailer and i was rolling the entire time right well now chris wemsworth is gonna be joining the cast of ghostbusters and the female ghostbusters right yeah the female ghostbusters and okay. he's going to be playing the role that was formerly annie potts so it's now he's gonna be oh a male God. receptionist that's amazing <laughs> so i am so excited about this because he's you just know oh, yeah. he's gonna own it oh he's gonna oh it's gonna be amazing i cannot wait I cannot yeah. wait. yeah um, just because Paul Feig is hilarious, it's going to be a great cast, and it's just, it's, <laughs> I just cannot wait to see him in this role. It's it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, that's going to be cool, man. Um, so, so that's it for my pop culture. No, that's it for me. Cool. I just wanted to bring up a couple things that I saw, excuse me, very gaming heavy this week, but I just wanted to bring up a few things uh, that I saw in E3, and then one thing for San Diego Comic-Con. Some of the stuff I was most excited about, because I think this falls more under pop culture, I feel like gaming has definitely become more mainstream now oh, than ever before. Uh, and some of this stuff, some of it is so intricate and so much like watching a movie and participating in a movie that uh, I think it's definitely worth bringing up. So there were a few things I wanted to bring up during the Xbox briefing. Man, the Xbox one was cool. Okay, so we had Fallout 4, which I'm super stoked about. I love the Fallout series. Um, Bethesda, they do great work. It's very much like open world bioware style like choices matter all that kind of stuff but it's very greedy post-apocalyptic stuff fallout 4 looks awesome you get to get inside of a mech suit which i thought was amazing um and then they're going to make it to where mods that people do on there was a big push for windows 10 and stuff you do on windows 10 can be ported into the xbox version they also talked about uh during the xbox deal an xbox elite controller which you'll be able to customize. I mean, it sounds ridiculously expensive, but I mean, I'm the guy sitting here with a $250 keyboard. There's an Elite controller, which very much looks like the Xbox One controller, but there's panel paddles underneath that are modifiable. You can move pieces of it around, and you can use it on your PC and your Xbox. So I thought that was really, really cool. Some kind, Somewhere basically in between a customizable keyboard that we use, you know, with an Astromo and stuff, and and the Xbox, which I thought was neat. I never. I got really excited about this for some reason. I haven't played a Tomb Raider game since I can remember, but Rise of Tomb Raider looked amazing. I mean, she's literally climbing mountains. Okay, you're gonna like, you're with you're gonna laugh. Okay, you're gonna laugh at me here because first of all, it's you know basically like a female Indiana Jones stuff. I can tell uh, you, I've never played a Tomb Raider game ever. Sorry. Of any kind. When when they were doing the the tenth anniversary a couple of years ago, yeah, I yeah. almost tried to do it, but it just I got sucked in with my traveling around the country, so I just haven't. So. But that's definitely something I need to look into. Yeah, no, Rise of Tomb Raider, there was a cool demo. Basically, they were climbing up a mountain. There was stuff falling. She's repelling. She gets thrown across. I mean, it was phenomenal. Um, there was a couple other cool things out there. Basically, the one thing I want to throw out there that both PlayStation and Xbox did, and I missed the PC one, so I imagine they had something too, but virtual reality is becoming <laughs> a reality. <laughs> um, and they they showed off something called HoloLens with Xbox. And the PlayStation one was called Morpheus. Morpheus VR, yeah. It's it's insane what they're doing. They showed this Minecraft demo, mm-hmm. and I put a link somewhere in the show notes for the one I saw. But there was a Minecraft demo in the Xbox one that was just absolutely phenomenal. Basically, you're looking at a table and you're looking at blocks piled in front of you and being able to manipulate them and like almost be like be in that world. It was insane. Absolutely. That's insane. cool. So that was just some of the stuff uh, that stood out to me. 
There was, of course, more shooter news and, and, uh, you know, sports stuff, but I don't really care about that right now. There was a really intrig- there was a couple of intriguing ones too. There was one called Ion. Um, and that was, oh, the guy I am who gonna made interrupt the- here. Sorry, I yeah. am gonna interrupt because you were totally glossing over the sports thing. But going mm-hmm. back to the main E3 presentation or the EA Sports uh, E3 presentation is they were talking about the new Madden, yep. right? And I can honestly say I haven't played Madden since I think Dante Culpepper was on the cover. So. <laughs> That okay. shows how long it's been since I've played Madden, right? But I think I actually might get back this year because they're definitely tying it into the phenomenon of fantasy football, and they have a whole draft scenario yeah. that looked really cool. I thought you might gloss on, uh, glob onto that, dude. I, I thought that was neat, too. I tuned in and out. I was, had something going on when the sports stuff was coming on. I came in at the tail end of the fantasy thing, um, which is why I didn't talk about it. But, yeah, if if they're going to bring in fantasy football into it, I can. I haven't played since Madden 10. But yeah, I mean, I can definitely get into some fantasy football stuff. And it looked like it was short. It wasn't going to take like a thousand years to do it. And yeah, because you know, well, basically what they said is that the guy who was doing the announcing he said you can do the entire draft and play your like season or whatever in a night. Yeah, which and is I'm awesome. like, that is awesome because yeah. you know some of us don't have you know the time. I and mean, we put already put our we choose to put our all of our waking hours into Swotor. We can't right. put it all into you know a sports game. So I'm excited about that. So I'm going to call these my honorable mentions here. So Fable Legends, I thought was really cool. I love Fable. Fable's cool. And there's something called Sea of Thieves, which looked cool. Ion, like I said, the maker of DayZ, that survival game. Um, they're doing a world based on physics and chemistry. And that's kind of it. They show this guy in like a fetus. And I don't know, it looked really cool. But that was just me. There was a new Assassin's Creed from the uh, have a female assassin. And I have a link in the show notes for that one because that was badass. The big thing that really stole the show for the PlayStation uh, deal, although Arkham Knight looks sick. I can't even tell you. I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to go there. Did you see the thing for Arkham Knight? I did Holy not. Holy crap. But they started I can... it. They started it by basically burning the body of the, jo- of the Joker. Okay. Wow. And he's like, you see his face and it's all burned up. Right. And then you go to the perspective of a detective going to this nice looking little diner. Right. And he sits down at the counter and a guy walks up to him and says, Hey, there's a guy smoking in the corner there. And he goes, okay, I'll take care of it. So you walk over there and you go, oh, sir, uh, uh, you can't smoke in here. Turns around. It's the face of the burned Joker. And then all of a sudden everybody in there is being torn apart by these burned jokers. I can't even tell you. It wow. was, it was insane. If you can find this, Holy crap, dude. I haven't played the Arkham games. I hear nothing but good things about them. I just haven't dived into them, but that was just, from a story perspective, looked amazing. And the last thing I'm going to mention here really quickly, Final Fantasy VII Remake was really what stole the show this weekend. Or this yeah, I week, kept I hearing, think. I mean, it, it, I kept seeing a whole bunch of stuff on Twitter about it. So Yeah, Twitter exploded when this announced, and I loved Final Fantasy VII. It's one of the, if not the best Final Fantasy. The fact that they're going to remake it, I'm in. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to buy. I might have to buy. I, I don't want to buy a PlayStation Four to do it, but <laughs> I might. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the other thing I see here really quick is that they're doing a new Uncharted, which I, yeah. I loved the first one. So, uh, so that's kind of cool. And let me tell you, the gameplay they did a gameplay demo for the Uncharted Four, and um, holy crap, it was insane. There was like there was a shootout, and then they got in a car, and they're going through. They're trying to lose this truck. It was awesome, dude. I mean, the game looks sweet. I think I. I have the first Uncharted or Uncharted 2. I didn't play too much of it on my PlayStation 3, but it, it, it looks cool. It makes me kind of want to yeah, go well, back to that the one. The first Uncharted came free with PS3, so. Maybe that's the one I have then. Yeah. Yeah. It was called Drake's um, Fortune. All right. Well, cool. 
Maybe All right, now, the, I think the the last bit of uh, pop culture news here we have under TV. I'm going to let you announce this one. Rebels is back on Saturday. <laughs> I, I thought am... if I, I thought if I sang it, it would be better. <laughs> I'm excited. Star Wars Rebels is back, and I cannot wait. That's going to be – I might watch it in real time. I'm so excited. So I'm going to get my kids. We're going to sit down, pop some corn, and, and it's going to be an hour-long movie like they do to start the season of Clone Wars and Rebels. So I'm pretty excited about that. So I'm going to make sure my recorder's set. Sit down, watch it with the kids, and then we'll talk about it next week for sure. I so. think I might actually have to go into the house here and watch that. <laughs> I think you might have to. One last thing before we get out of here, man. Um, San Diego Comic-Con, um, they put up their thing for official t-shirts. I bought, there was only one that was halfway intriguing. It was their artsy one, and it had a, it was the Flash. So I bought that one. Oh, that's cool. And that's one of those things where you buy them online, you pick them up at your leisure. So... Um, so there's that. And so we have the tech to record live podcasts. I don't really care where we meet at this point. I'm actually thinking, man, and this is on the fly right now. I'm thinking we meet cause we still haven't heard. I, I, have you heard yet? If there's anything from Geek and Sundry? I have not seen any news from Geek and Sundry. Neither have so I. So I'm thinking we should just kind of glob onto the, uh, pick out a corner in the ballroom or something and see what we can do. Okay. We do that on Saturday, but I'm thinking Thursday and or Friday. We meet up at Jolton Joe's and that little upstairs part and one of those oh, bigger right, tables. Right, right. Yeah. And we, we can hang out there. That's pretty close to the convention center and not too bad. So we'll just put that, they have pretty decent beers. We'll put that as a tentative thing so we don't have to drive anywhere. And if something better comes along, uh, we'll do that. So people we're trying to meet, uh, let's, let's start there. Maybe Thursday we'll do a happy hour at Jolton Joe's and then go from there. Sweet. Sound Sounds good? good to me. All right, man. I think that's it for this week. I'm excited. Yeah, this was a, a good, uh, good show. Yeah, I think so. All right, so thanks for tuning into the Usual Podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So, of course, share us, like us, and all of those things. Audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast if you want to support the show, get a free audiobook. And of course, you can become a patron. Check out our new Patreon update and become a patron. Get into the drawing for episode 25. And of course, help us reach our awesome milestone goals. Yes. <laughs> uh, one last thing <laughs> here about uh, sponsors really quick, and I forgot to run yep. this up in pop culture, is I would also like to thank the movie experience at Downtown Center Cinemas in San Luis Obispo for letting me come in to see movies that I'm reviewing. And I saw Jurassic World. Oh yes. my God, it was phenomenal. Which we'll talk about next week after I see it. Yes. <laughs> no, right, thank, thank you for, uh, I, I, I gotta thank them too, man. You get to see movies. I get to see movies. We're excited. Yeah. So this last week I saw Jurassic World and San Andreas. Nice. I haven't seen either one yet. San Andreas is gone. I think in my theater, but I'll go, I'll go see Jurassic World though. All right, my friend. I think that's a show. Yeah. Good show. Have a good, uh, good right. uh, week, everybody. Sounds good. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs>